When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium-flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B. Bombas.com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. Stephen King might have said, what if machines became sentient and I did this entire bag of cocaine? <laughs> we saw maximum overdrive, so you know what that means. What's a nigga grow a baby in his belly? Rock a rhinestone vest while ripping Justin to Kelly. Or maybe see a burlesque show with Nick Crow. And take a boat with speed to hitting cruise control. J-Man, Big Paul, and the beautiful June. Gonna take you from the groove all the way to the room. Ran the games of Street Fighter, helped to blow off steam. Just a sucker punch the odd life of Timothy Green. Sharknado to Birdemic, how we staying alive? They call it in the badass, and he's on the line. Cranking 88 minutes, cause they cool as ice. Cause a bad Jim Varney Looking kind of nice Paul and June getting literal Jason is getting laid June is making sure All the monkey shots getting paid They judge a bunch of movies While they making the grade Here's a real question for you How did this get made? Welcome! Hello people of Earth And hello people of Largo We are live At the amazing Largo At the Cornet in Los Angeles the best place in L.A. We do our show here all the time because it's so awesome. We are so excited to be here with you in great sound quality. Uh, so um, we have fixed those issues and we are back on track. I will say, and it sticks with me, that people who reminded me, hey, that sound quality was shitty. This is how you get a real recorder. As if I didn't know. We didn't understand that we didn't have a shitty recorder. Right? We got it. Thank you. Thanks for the tip. Um, as always, I am joined by two, my two fabulous uh, co-hosts. Please welcome Jason Manzoukas. What's up, jerks? Jerks, jerks, jerks. And June Diane Raphael. 
June. June. Hey, Paul. Welcome. Welcome, you both. It's great to, to be here. Oh, somebody just went, oh. Like, oh, they're all three here. I didn't you, know. You wanted the best. You got the best. You're the best <laughs> around. No one's gonna come and get you down. You're the best around. Joining us tonight, a very special guest, the star of the fantastically funny review on Comedy Central. Please welcome Andy Daly. Thank you. Woo! Good to be here. Wow, wow, wow. What a treat. Hello, Andrew. No one booed at me. <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> well, you get enough of that at home. Zing! Nailed it. Boom, Daily. Boom. That is true. My family hates me. <laughs> Maximum Overdrive, the first and only movie directed by Stephen King. Why? <laughs> With a musical score by ACDC. So good. I love that. Yes. Yep. It's hard to hate a movie with ACDC doing it's the score. It's very hard to hate it. And by the way, they make a, a sort of a cameo in the ACDC mobile. Yep. Oh, there was yeah, a right. There's a van on the bridge in the opening scene. Yeah. ACDC van. The ACDC mystery mo machine shows up. They're just, Angus Young is just out solving mysteries. <laughs> in his schoolboy uniform. I, uh, I never had seen this film. Uh, I had seen the poster, which was Emilio Estevez with a shotgun and like that Joker mask. And I thought this movie was something different than, as, than this stupid, stupid thing was. <laughs> what did you think it was going to yeah, be? Yeah, what did you think? I thought it was a killer truck. Like, I thought it was like... Chris that that would not have been stupid. It is a killer truck. Well, <laughs> it is, but it isn't, too. Wait, like, Christine... Christine is a Stephen King story, right? Yes. And that's about a killer truck. So do you think he made that? He wrote that, rather. It got made. And then he was like, you know what? Not enough trucks in this movie. I got to... It's like Pretty in Pink and then some kind of wonderful. I have more to say about cars that come to life. Yeah. And I feel like I did it wrong. I could do a better version of it because I could also have... Um, Planes come to life and... Sprinklers? <laughs> well, I will say that that's my big question to lead off this conversation. Yes. There seems to be a slight problem in what is coming to life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, certain machines come to life. Certain cars come to life but not, like, not all cars come here's to life here's what's not interesting all at all. why does the car now are we to presume that things that can only be controlled are things that are empty because any car that someone is driving isn't taken over like when Yardley Smith and her husband are driving that, car that car's fine. never taken over but there are a lot of other cars we see along the way at the end we see a woman's been killed in her car by the Ooh. window you assume yeah. And, 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 uh, and no spoiler here, but I feel like, because I, I guess, well, I mean, I don't know if I should bring this up, the ending now, but they escape 
on a boat. On a motorboat. Right. Which is a machine. It's a machine. And that's their whole plan. All we got to do is get to a boat. Right. So it seems to me that the movie doesn't quite understand what is coming alive. Because then I'd argue a sprinkler is not a machine. Well, here's the thing. Like, I agree. A sprinkler is not a machine. <laughs> well, now, just... wait a minute. Why is that? Because a sprinkler, there's no electricity to turn on a sprinkler. Yeah. That's not the requirement of a machine. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you booing? Do you think sprinklers are electric? They understand machines predate electricity. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. Like, what, like cars are controlled, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Uh, Lawn mowers, controlled. Makes so sense. So it seems like anything that maybe has a motor... Anything that maybe hair dryers, hair dryers, how the did that soda machine get out of like what did the hair dryer do? I think it strangled the her. electric it knife, her. the electric knife that like cuts yes. the waitress. That is waitress. a bicycle. That waitress, not a machine. <laughs> yeah, bicycle, not In a machine. In my opinion, that's a bicycle's a machine. Well, I guess that's the thing. Are we talking about things that have a microchip in them? A gun. A gun? A gun is apparently machine enough to be controlled. You're right. No, that gun was being controlled by the machine that was the, the vehicle. Wow. Wait. wait a minute. That gun wasn't being controlled so on So you think own. if that machine gun had just been sitting on the ground, thing. no problem. There's an arsenal under Dixie land, and oh, nothing yeah. happens to those guns. True, true. Well, here's the other thing. Uh, just again, to again talk about... How I could do this things? for one hour. Yeah. <laughs> Conservatively. How it's all going to come down is, to... Is fill in the blank a machine? <laughs> well, because my... No thing, looking up the word machine. <laughs> Go ahead. My issue was, how do these things see? Because we imagine they're just running because they're seeing it out of like... I guess my issue is, there at one point, the, the truck shoots its like rearview mirror back to kind of like spy. As if yeah. the driver needs to see. Exactly. But there is no driver. Right. Oh yeah. So I think the I do think I know oh, the yeah. answer. I feel like we're being a little like you know pedantic about like what is blah blah. I think the answer is very obviously clear. It's cocaine. <laughs> now I is cocaine that, a machine. <laughs> cocaine will make you work like a machine. Yeah. I um the cocaine is not uh, a myth. It's not a theory. It is a fact. Uh, Stephen King has come out and said, I was on so much cocaine during this film that I don't remember directing it. So uh, that is nothing to debate. What's that great about this movie is that the machines, it begins with the bank sign saying, fuck you. Yes. And the ATM calling someone an asshole. Like, well, I was like, someone, I'm in. I'm 100%. That someone is Stephen King. Yes. And his Hitchcockian cameo. Yep. He was like, people are going to wonder if I'm going to turn up in this movie. I'm going to take them out of their suspense right away and do it in the first minute of the movie. <laughs> I'll be the cold open. But can I say. Fade in on me. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King. King's statement about cocaine is not fair to cocaine. <laughs> And cocaine abusers. <laughs> you could make a decent movie on cocaine. Oh, I think many people did. Oh, yes. just, all of the 70s. Just ask all of the 70s. <laughs> I think Heaven's Gate might, might, might argue with you. 
that's that's the point at which too much cocaine. Yes. Yeah. It it it's a it's a crazy movie for many reasons. And um, for those of you who don't know and have not seen the film, it really takes it. I, I, it's like a one act play, or it could be done on stage. You could do this play on stage to a certain extent. This is like, a great so idea. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Playing the part of the waitress, June. Emilio Estevez, Andrew Daly. Who am I, Emilio Estevez? I'm Bill. Bubba, Jason Manzoukas. That's the role. And Curtis by Paul Shear. Let's just start off with the idea of, I I really want to get into the opening and closing um, titles, but we'll take the opening one first. Oh, good. Um, The opening text. The movie opens with this um, title. It says... On June 17th, 1987, at 9.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, already way too much information, (laughs) the Earth passed into the extraordinarily diffuse tail of Rhea M, a rogue comet. According to astronomical calculations, the planet would remain in the tail of the comet for the next eight days. Five hours, 29 minutes, and 23 seconds. That is the only title card. Yeah. If only this level of specificity had been brought to some of the other aspects of the film. That is, um, that's how we start the movie. And I was, Which I immediately was like, I'm in. I'm in, I get where we're at. You I had me it. at extraordinarily oh. diffuse. Finally. Finally, somebody is, somebody is making a movie about Rhea M. You guys know Rhea M. First name, Daya. <laughs> Diarrhea. Come on! I, I would say, here's the other thing, too. Stephen King has often been, his films have been made, or his books have been made into films, miniseries. <laughs> I'm enjoying June laughing at diarrhea. I really got you. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> June is not one to laugh at body humor. And Is this also the work of the comet? (laughs) I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you, and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Hey, everybody! Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is. Eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. The, um... I would say that you know Stephen King's books have been translated into you know into uh, miniseries movies, and people are like ah, it's not as good as the book. It's not as good as the book. But there's a title card here that says interpreted for screen and directed by Stephen King. Like this is him going, oh yeah, I can make this, and it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. No, this Ish. movie is it, oh, no. I mean like it's the same. It's interestingly it's the same setup as The Mist. Yes, exactly. Right. It's a right, basically. Yeah. Except it's it's all. I feel like, and Stephen King is guilty of this in a great way of being like, "Oh, here's my uh, movie about sentient cars." Oh, wait a minute, sorry. Here is my movie about sentient cars. Uh, and then, oh wait, here's my movie about people trapped in a in a grocery store rest stop. Whatever. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Here is my movie about people. It it really is. He's always honing an idea. But he's putting his first draft out there. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, wait, I'm going to do that same exact thing, but I'm going to do it a little bit different over here. He's not like Harper Lee. We don't got to wait 50 years for the first draft. <laughs> oh. Finally, though, a good Harper Lee book. <laughs> here, here. I, I like that. I like the dad so much more. No. Uh, <laughs> so at the end of the day, though, are we to believe that... All of this trouble was caused by this gravitational pull? Well, I believe two explanations are yeah. actually offered Please. in the film. Yeah. Okay. One is that this is a random occurrence having to do with a comet that happens to pass by us. Yeah. That, that seems to be the theory for, for the first three quarters of the film. Yeah. Then we get a new theory, which is that this is all the design of an alien race that is using our machines to destroy us so they can come and, and take over our planet. And, but I will add that that theory was given to us by a man who is just exhausted yes. and has no knowledge. It's, right. almost like, it's almost like just a, the babblings of a, of, a, of a tired, overworked person. Wait, was that it, the Bible it has no basis in reality. Indeed, and we should absolutely dismiss it until the ending title card when we're told that it's correct. Well, I really did. I, I was on board for... And by the way, this movie is awesome. Um, 
I was fully on board for, okay, Comet makes machines start, go, Acting whatever. Acting funny. The minute, the minute the machine with a gun started doing Morse code, I was like, no, 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 no. We don't do this. We don't, there is no like logic to this. This is just chaos. Well, I mean, again, I have my big issue with the film, and there are many, is that for whatever reason, there must be millions of gas stations in the country, yes. in the world, where these machines are all coming alive. Like, just all of them congregate at this one gas station and seem to just drive in a circle nonstop. I don't know. I couldn't understand why they just didn't do what they do at the end, all drive into the truck stop. Yeah, I, I, like, well, I mean, well that was explained. You guys get it. Oh, yeah, wait. Oh, okay. That was explained at one point. I had that question for a while, but Emilio Estevez at some point goes, see, these are the big boys. They can't drive in here because then they, they would crash through the floor. That's Got the reason it. the 18-wheelers can't drive through the ceiling, because they but would crash through the floor. But how do they even know about the floor? What? Like, <laughs> you don't think these 18-wheelers have some rudimentary understanding of the architecture of the like, gas station? Well, they're not Optimus Prime. <laughs> it's not like a bunch of Optimus Primes are out there ready to drive around like an 18-wheeler and then turn into like a really smart, heroic robot with a heart of gold. Yeah. No, these are just trucks that are moving. That, like, I feel like in an effort to make them seem more menacing, they inexplicably put a face on yeah. one. That I'm Oh, just put a Green Goblin's face on one. Who cares? That I was expecting that face to move. It Never does not. Did. No, the eyes glow red, though. I guess. I think Stephen King might have thought it was moving. <laughs> Again, unfortunately, I think any question we come up with about this movie ends with the answer cocaine. I, I will say that uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying our How Did This Get Maids of How Did This Get Maids uh, that Blake Harris has been writing. They're available on Slash Film. He has done another one for this that is mind-blowing um, to the point of people were blinded on this movie. People were... When they got gasoline in their eyes? Um, <laughs> I, I'm compacting By the, the way, story. I know we're jumping ahead, yeah. but the pumping of the gasoline... <laughs> And the way it exhausted everyone. Oh. I honestly, I had to think to myself, I had to walk myself through it and think, okay, I've pumped gas in my car a number of times. It's not more exhausting to pump gas into like an 18-wheeler. You're just, I guess you're standing there for a longer time. Wait, but the, but Emilio not, like, the switch on it, like the switch that holds down the pump, I mean, you would imagine. Emilio Estevez's yeah, actually... hands are shredded <laughs> by pumping gasoline for one day. Why is it so difficult? And and it looks like they're switching off. Yes. It yes. looks like there's a they rotation in there. Yeah. He's oh, delirious from pumping gas on a somewhat hot day. Under shade. Under, yeah. <laughs> that is a problem. I, I'm, I'm going to play the pumping gas montage here. I'll stop it midway, but you'll get the idea. Better hear some fucking ACDC. Tell all your friends main lines open. So can we get in the sound here? Yeah. It's I get the best shit on the East Coast, practically uncut. You got that fuck face? By the way, Emilio is talking to a truck. The best acting partner he has in this film. What's wild is that's literally the green gong. Yes. And then 
precedes the fueling montage. ACDC comes on. Church bells ring inexplicably. Well, I think that's ACDC. Are they oh. a machine? This could be a very long day. And it's just shots of just not even there. heavy exertion. Just standing. The thing, and they, they keep going back to the shot of the um, the numbers going up, like not price and gallon. There's no, they're not paying for gas. These truckers, there's no truckers. These are, these, they're not paying for any of this. And they, they uh, oh, oh, a kid just gave the truck the middle finger. They, it, for like, murdering his father. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to tell the dumb trucks to keep on going. Like, get out of here, you're full. The truck should know that also, right? <laughs> the truck ought to know it's full. Yeah, right? The truck comes, the machine gun Jeep comes and says, give us all gas. Someone come out and put gas in us. I know we've been driving around in circles for a couple days and it's our own fault we ran out of gas, but... But come put gas in us, please. We <laughs> won't guess, hurt you. I go back to that thing. These trucks just circle this gas station for no purpose. No, it's this purpose. Okay, listen, this is what's gonna happen. Okay, uh, okay, here's what's gonna happen. The truck's gonna come around. Truck's, truck's going around in circles, right? Going around in circles, truck's gonna go around in circles. Uh, hang on, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm gonna come back out. We're gonna figure this out. Okay, here's what's gonna happen. Truck's got a face on it. Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, that's, that's what's going on. There... The, uh, one of the people who was blinded in one eye from this movie. One of the. One of, well, there was a few injuries, but the guy who was blinded, um, Stephen King insisted on putting real uh, lawnmower blades in a lawnmower. And the director of photography said, well, we don't need that because you don't see the blades. You're just going to be seeing the lawnmower. And he's like, I don't care. Put real blades in it. And then the blades picked up something and shot shrapnel into some guy's eye. Oh. Uh, which he Worth it! Sued the movie, <laughs> sued the movie for $18 million. Really? And it was settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. $18 but, million. Dollars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, uh, can I just say, fuck face there reminded me, I jotted down a few of the better insults from this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> including... <laughs> Puss bag? Yep. Somebody was called a puss bag. Somebody was called a low-down scumball. And this one, I don't know if I wrote it down right because it seems so improbable, but I believe someone is at some point told, get out of here, you happy asshole. Okay, I just want to say someone is called a puss bag, yeah. but that entire sentence is, oh. you want to rock and roll with me, puss bag? <laughs> you, it's said by the Bible, salesman. You want to rock and roll with me, puss bag? I was like, pause. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> right? Like, there are wild things. Oh, I mean, the wait, I... all of the waitress's dialogue is straight up crazo. Yeah. I mean, the waitress, the waitress in this movie. We gives... made you! We made you! Where's your sense of loyalty? Yeah. Don't you understand? 
Well, I think we got to play that. I have to I mean, see this. I need to watch this uh, five times in a row. This performance is it's amazing. Phenomenal. It's amazing. Phenomenal. Amazing. This deserves an Academy Award <laughs> for <honestly>. hair alone. <laughs> All By right. the way, that bow stays with her the entire journey. Yes, until her death. Spoilers for this movie. <laughs> Just if you don't remember, this is the waitress that was attacked by a, a cutlery, uh, an electric An cutter. electric knife, yeah. Which knife. seemed like a big deal when it happened, but not so it, much it later. It got her arm? Yeah. It got her arm and then cut her in the foot. The, the shot of the knife running towards her white sneakers, like, like a toy on the ground. All right, here we go. They can't. Now look, honey, you've gone and hurt yourself. Now come on, sweet thing. Don't you sweet thing me! I wanted you, baby. Just they hate. We made them. <laughs> you can. We made you. like a how did this get made logo or something that just says we made you but here i have to quote acdc who made who <laughs> it's so, so true it does seem like every each one of our main characters reaches their breaking point with these machines they all seem to at some point just like get fed up with the situation and this is this is her point, you know. This is Stephen King's This is, where this she is Stephen can't King's it. criticism of the industrial revolution. Well, it's interesting cuz a part of me was like, did she make them? <laughs> my My issue with this diner and everyone in it is they're all horrible people. There is not a single care. person here that is likable. And he, like Emilio, I guess, is the most likable. He doesn't have much to say in this film. No. You would think he is like the star of the film. It's arguable. It's, it really like, is. Yeah, like, I, I think mean, the movie belongs to his boss. That's really the guy. Oh, that guy was He's amazing. Bubba, to... yeah. Oh, see, to me, I feel like it's the little boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the story great. of that little boy because he does so much with saying so little. His well, performance is fantastic. That scene, it a very is. memorable scene after he finds out his father is dead. The next time we see him, he's sitting in a booth forlornly blowing bubbles. <laughs> what else does a little boy do to process pain? <laughs> well, this is by so the way, weird, this truck stop. I, I am fascinated by truck stops in general. And so I was excited to see a movie that took place mostly in a truck stop. But there are so many truckers in this movie. There are two, I, I think the, one of the bigger problems with the movie is there's too many people. I think if they lost like four, there are, if they lost four of those guys, I can't tell one from the other. I, well, they, they all look exactly the same to me. They don't have any characteristics that are defining. If they lost four of them, 
um, it would be a much better movie. Well, when the machine when the machine gun shows up, a number of then, truckers and are I was happy. Well, yes, that that's like it should be more like an Agatha Christie like you know, 10 Little Indians or something like that, where it's like, ooh, one gets killed off at a time. But no, they just, like, they get to about 20 minutes before the end of the movie, like, oh, let's just kill, like, 75% of the cast. Like, prop, 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 done. But then there's one shot where they're all running away in a line during the escape sequence, and I was like, there have been that many people in there? (laughs) Oh, there was more than that many people. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of them were killed. Um, The one thing, too, about, uh, again, machines, going back to machines, not the harp on machines, they get to like a takeout, like a like a McDonald's like takeout, uh, like a, where you would order and be like, hey, can I get a fries and burger, whatever. Like they get to that, and when they get to that, at one point, the machine goes, human alert, human alert. But those things don't have voices in them. The voices of the human being amplified through it. Like that's yeah. not a like. I think it's you're not thinking like, too hard about this, Paul. <laughs> Again, cocaine. Human alert. Cocaine Human makes alert. that okay. <laughs> but also, who's hearing that message? It's, th- it's not all that loud. Yeah. <laughs> It'd probably be heard by about 10 other machines. Uh, but also interesting to me that uh, I, I, it's not clear whether the people in the gas station are perhaps the last humans alive on Earth or oh, just yeah. in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah. But also that, that in this world, the only thing that humans... That, that the machines cannot do is pump their own gas. Yep. Other than that, they could do everything else. Yep. Well, everything else is just running down humans. Because, by the way, they're always running from these Mack trucks. Just make a left. Make a right. Just like stay is, indoors. Just make a left or a right. You can't turn, you can't hard turn a 16-wheeler. It's not like, that's not like the most like, it's not like it's being chased by, down by a Segway. Like, it has no turning radius. Like, to watch a 16-wheeler turn around. I, that's like Steve, a, somewhere Stephen to, King is like, hmm, Segway. <laughs> Sentient Segways. My second directorial debut. Um, but that's the thing that's always so funny, is like, they're, they are caught by these seemingly slow-moving, yes. uh, bulky vehicles, just well, that's the, the thing. Like, like right. even when the kid is like, he wants to sneak in to the truck stop, and he's like trying to figure out, can I get in through the sewer or whatever? The trucks are just doing this. Just run around them. You can run through. It's like Frogger. Yeah, but like a million times easier because they're big, giant trucks. Well, uh, do we want to just talk about the the newlywed couple? Oh. Um, oh. Yes. Forever. Forever. That guy, I was like, oh, that's Judge Reinhold. And I I looked it up and he wasn't, and I don't accept that. (laughs) Yes. No, he's definitely not quite Judge Reinhold. (laughs) Curtis. He's somewhere between. Connie. He's somewhere between Judge Reinhold and um, Austin Pendleton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Yeardley Smith plays the woman. She is the voice of uh, Bart, right? Uh, Bart Simpson. Um, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Lisa. Sorry, sorry, Lisa. Sorry. Really? Um, really? Yes. yes. I thought it was Bart, too. Yeah, see? Huh. Oh, Nancy Cartwright. What's sorry. the Thank difference? You. Oh, shocking oh, no. that this podcast audience knows the voice talent on The Simpsons. <laughs> we get it. They're going to a Simpsons Live podcast after this. Um, She, it's fair to say, is playing the Madeline Kahn role. Oh, yes. 
She, by the way, I will talk about these. This is a freaky, weird couple. She seems maybe 15. <laughs> she seems quite young. They look related. They look, on first glance, they look like they could be brother and sister. They also, one of the first things that he says to her is, can I watch you piss? Or some extent of that. She's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. He's like, can I watch? Well, they're, ma they're married now, so... He can indulge in all of his weird fetishes. And then when they're at the diner, they seem to... Are they... Are they fingering? Is he fingering her? I don't know. Why is she laughing like that? Because she's, I she's laughing hysterically. Oh, wait, that's what happens when I finger girls. <laughs> Brother. I think Yardley might have been saying, I'm making the choice that you're tickling me. And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to make it clear that I'm not. They're a creepy couple, and I was okay if either of them died. I did not like, I did not like them as a couple uh, at all. Uh, you didn't yeah. think they would be a good match for each other? <laughs> I mean, look. I, was, I, think... I believe in those kids. I feel like they got a good relationship. They got it going on. <laughs> she look, was sort of comically fit... shrewish, right? <laughs> well, she she's like, I'm not going to die on my wedding day. Yeah. Oh, she screams God. the whole, the all of her lines movie. are scream. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he's a brave sort, and they're not above, you know, when trucks are circling them. By the way, no one is above taking shits, Getting fingered, fucking, no, that's so, eating that's off each so other's faces. That's so weird about this movie is the energy after this happens. The energy, the vibe is like, well, yeah. <laughs> Emilio and, Estevez. Like, it's, it's so strange. Nobody is shocked by this. People are mowed down with a machine gun. And Emilio Estevez is just cracking jokes, man. <laughs> He's just cracking jokes. He walks through like sewage. Gets, he gets raw sewage on his face. I don't ever see him take a shower. Oral fecal contact would have him throwing up for the rest of the movie. Can you explain to me why any of that happened? Why they went into the sewer? Okay, why did they I, go into the sewer? I think because they, they were trying to get to the Bible They were trying to save the Bible salesman. Why did they go into the sewer? And Why not they, run they through. Just run through the just trucks, run through the trucks yeah. and get them in the ditch. Well, again, we don't know that. Be because not a, uh, part of the reason I'm asking that is to get to the place where they then got to the sewer, they had to run past the trucks. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They should. <laughs> That's true. They had to evade trucks to get to an underground passage so that they could evade trucks. <laughs> To reach a guy who was alive a and then suddenly dead. Yeah. And that Heaven guy was kind says. of a dick. Who, he, was, he said to the little disgusting. boy, if you don't pull me, I will kill you. And then, and then abruptly died. Salesman. He just, and then just abruptly passed away. Yeah. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by 
Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, plus make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, plus with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, you choose your tone, and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning, and when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Oh, by the way, I just looked at something here. A Walkman killed somebody uh, in the death montage, the ACDC death montage. The kids, this kid's just driving down a street on his bike and looking at the way people got killed. And one guy is just wearing a Walkman. Oh. And it, blood is like coming out of his oh, ears. Yeah. Apparently a, mach- a machine. Hey, that's ACDC is the only music that can do that. Now, why was there an arsenal underneath this truck stop? Great question. If I... <laughs> I'll tell you, if I owned a gas station and owned a tremendous arsenal of weapons, the gas station is not where I would keep them. Sure. Yeah. No, if I've got, like, tons and tons of gas, I also don't want a bazooka nearby. And I I wrote down this. Isn't a bazooka a machine? Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) Like, that bazooka should have been misfired. No, because guns are not... Powered by electricity. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but, Neither are sprinklers. But wait, but, but here's but wait. what I'm thinking about the sprinklers, you guys. I think we need to let go of them. I think that was just an odd thing that happened. I'm not. Wait, like, like, I can't factor like it was that into going like, the rules of this be, movie. Because it was just going on. Because they're mo- they're watering their lawns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that sprinkler event was just like a fluke. It was, it was just meant to... But it was, a, it was not a fluke because us. when the kid turned around, they all turned off. Like, as if to be like, he's looking. <laughs> like, I couldn't understand the, um, what senses the machine hive mind had. You know what I mean? Like, right. I couldn't it seemed tell if to they be were... able to hear. It seemed to be able to see. Because they're like, well, how are we going to pump gas? We don't even have power. Lights on. You know, power up. So, like, I feel like it was arbitrary what, what it but could do and what it couldn't. Again, that would mean that a machine was in the circuit breakers that was an alien because it wasn't like a truck went over to a circuit breaker. I was like, chink, chink. Like, right. like, again, we don't know what's a machine. Yeah. Everything is a machine. Well, I think you have, here's the way I think you have to imagine it. If we, if we go with the idea that aliens are behind all of this, at the same time, there is this gravitational pull because of Rhea M. So I, Daya. 
Diarrhea so, BM. So I think what the aliens are doing is somehow turning these machines on and off with gravity. We're listening. Okay. Okay. The aliens can hear and they can see. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay but they are not here with us on Earth. Okay. <laughs> So are you But the way like, that they so I don't so in terms of the sort of conscious hive, I don't know where that exists. I don't know where that is. But I think how they're doing this is through the force of gravity. So you're saying that gravity, in addition to controlling all women's periods, is also no, that's not gravity. That's not that's uh, whatever. <laughs> I can't believe I just lost to everybody. <laughs> You're in a very strong. Uh. Uh. Um, are we to understand, though, that they are using gravity to control the machines, to eradicate human beings, to ultimately populate our planet? I think so. Yeah. The machine, though, though, when they do, all of our machines will be dormant. Like they're not represented by our machines, right? Like these trucks aren't the embodiment of this alien species. I don't think well, so. Well, that's a question because they seem to have a personality, right? With the Do all the machines share code. one personality? What? Do all the machines share one personality? No, because that's I would say the question. sprinklers, no, because I would say the sprinklers, if we're going to call them machines now, they, they were more playful than light. the truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seemed a little more easy breezy. But that electric knife was a real asshole. And, yeah. and the remote controlled car that killed that dog <laughs> jumped in that dog's mouth. That was horrible. Oh, that was great. Another movie where a dog is killed. Oh. That's what makes three for how did this get made? Dogs tossed into water. But I dog. like that. That's a, I like that tableau because they, you know dogs chase after cars all the time, <laughs> yeah. little remote controlled cars. This, yeah, the car got back. And I like that we don't see it, we just see the aftermath. The car said, <laughs> fuck you. That was an effective moment for me. I feel like, by the way, this movie is gruesomely bloody, and it's a movie where you see a, um, what do you call it? Uh, the, um, oh my gosh, the, the thing with, uh, not bulldozer, but... Um, steamroller. Steam yep. You see a steamroller heading for a kid, and you're like, well, the kid won't get hit by a steamroller. <laughs> like, oh, no. oh yeah, 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 he will, yeah. They're not going to follow up a guy getting hit in the nuts with a soda can by a child getting run over by a steamroller, nope. are they? Yes, oh, yes, they are. They will. That guy's head gets caved in by a soda can. Uh, there was some grisly stuff in this movie. Here is a thing about the movie. Uh, Stephen King has said many times the film was heavily cut to avoid an X rating from the MPAA. <laughs> he claimed to have shown it to George Romero and it made George Romero sick. <laughs> An uncut version of the film has never been released on any format in any country. Stephen King holds the original print of the uncut version and has not released it in any format. I feel like I, I can handle it. <laughs> it's like Faces of Death. <laughs> Teenagers watch it at parties like, you gotta watch this, man. <laughs> What could that have been? Because like, George Romero has a famously stomach of steel. Yeah, a very strong constitution. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? So Emilio Estevez and the 
pretty hitchhiker girl fall in love. The road twitch? Yes, the road twitch. And they have a sex, they have a post-coital scene where I believe that he is licking the sweat off of her forehead. Off of her what? Off of her forehead. He's like putting his finger on her forehead and being like... Like, and I we just want to know, what the what is going on? Is this the scene where we get the titular line? Um, oh, no, no. We have the ti- uh, I think the titular line That's is beautiful. in when she puts the razor in her pants. Right? Or maybe, in I don't her, know. In we'll her see. boot? It in might her be boot. This. But uh, we'll play both. Did um, she ever use that razor? What? Yeah, he uses use it to it? cut Yardley Smith out of her seatbelt. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And this is, um, you know, this is the sexiest you can possibly get. Uh, by the way, for a movie with a lot of violence, you don't see any fucking at all. No, uh, just tender post-coital like love. I did notice that there there was full frontal nudity on photos in the background on a wall. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. which seemed like an odd really? use of nudity. Oh yeah, there is like a lot of like crotch, sh- like right above them on this bed is like Playboy centerfolds kind of thing. Uh, okay. But you don't even see boobs in this. Let's take a look. Heartbreakingly. You sure make love like a hero. <laughs> you sure make love like a hero, she said. What, is, what does that mean? They call him a hero a lot. They don't use tongues to kiss. Just Now he just touches her head. Yeah! Ew, 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 ew. He licks her head. Guys, what the fuck is that? I think it's what important. the fuck is that? Is there cocaine on her forehead? Did he just do a line off of her head and he's like, oh, you got some coke on your forehead? Well, in the very next scene, they seem to be eating cupcakes, and he's also licking that off her face too. There is some. Su- they were for sure fucking on this movie. Why not? Well, it's interesting because when Why she first not? when she first showed up. Uh, in the car and was, you know, introduced as a drifter. I thought she was really interesting and I was curious where she was going to go. And she had a very, like, Annie Hall-type look and I loved her costume. (laughs) And then she arrived at Dixie's and changed into a pink top and pulled her hair down and she was a completely different person. I watched this with my wife and she had a real issue with the wardrobe change too. I was so upset about it. She was like, where'd She's the hat go? such a great outfit. Yeah. Her second line to Emilio Estevez, who is conservatively four inches shorter than her, is, is you're cute. <laughs> like, something catastrophic is going it's on. What's going on? You're there's, cute. By the way, there's like a green pile of goo cloud hanging over this a pile of what pile of goo cloud a pile of gooby (laughs) gooby nobody mentions it the entire movie no no she does oh no no she suggests that it's because of Rhea M oh yeah she has a lot of knowledge about she has a theory about the comet she knows how long the comet is going to be around the green or if it's just about the comet she's the one who says all we have to do is survive for another seven days I don't know anybody who knows how long a comet is going to pass over our earth (laughs) let alone a road twitch um (laughs) a road twitch with a what does it what does that mean what is a road (laughs) same thing as pus bag we looked up road twitch (laughs) and I could not find anything a twitch road 
is a logging road, but I thought like a road twitch is like a twitch is like a witch, and a witch is kind of like a bitch, so she's like a road bitch, like she's like a hitchhiker or something. I mean, like, that's what I thought. I don't know. Another, um, you just, really did think about it, You though. did. I did. I tried. Which, I'll be honest, I didn't at all. I was like, yeah, road Can twitch. Can I say cool. another thing about... Uh, she looks like a road twitch. Totally. Nailed it. A very minor thing I noted about word choice in this film. At some point, the, the evil boss uh, says something like, why are you being so obtuse, boy? And I, and I was like, oh, obtuse. And the only time I've ever heard that before was Shawshank Redemption. And then... And then a little while later, that character uses it again. And it was at that point that I went, oh, Stephen King wrote Shawshank Redemption. This is a favorite word. <laughs> well, I also thought there was something interesting about that boss uh, played by Pat Hingle. Um, his name is Bubba Hendershot. He calls everyone else Bubba. Yes. And everyone else calls everybody else Bubba. So there's a lot of, all right, Bubba, all right, Bubba. Now listen here, Bubba, Bubba. Everyone's calling each other Bubba. That's confusing as a watcher of a film when everyone's called by the same name. Yeah. I agree. Not the best choice. Um, now, people might have wondered how the movie got its name. Well, this is uh, a scene that explains that. Mother's helper. He's looking at her razor. A girl hitching her way down to Florida needs some protection. <laughs> yeah? That's what you're doing? Yeah. That's what I was doing before every machine in the world went into maximum overdrive. <laughs> she says she's scared. She starts crying. I'm scared. That's the kind of 180 performance that most actors can't pull off. This, this is almost a forced perspective shot where she is twice as large as him. On screen, she appears to be a twice his size. It's, it's the like... best lit scene in the movie, though, I have to say. And I wouldn't. This is like... This is like a seventh grade boy dancing with an eighth grade girl. He hugs her, and the next scene they are having sex. By the way, the one thing that's not shown here is when we are introduced to her, she is looking at photos on the desk, but really taking it in like, who's this boy? Uh, yeah, but it's like, right. that's not, that would be like me going to your house and looking at your photos. I have no emotional connection Ooh, to that. But that does remind me, uh, we are looking for people to allow us to come to their house and look at their yes. photos. So just contact us via Twitter. We want to come to your house and look through your photos. Um, I did have a question about this. I can't remember if it's in my notes. or This is based on a true story, right? Yeah. <laughs> This Except is... in reality, it was called diarrhea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ripped from the headlines. Well, in reality, it was eight days, five hours, 29 minutes, and 28 seconds. Uh, well, the, the other thing, too, about this movie is the, it, the movie uh, climaxes with them getting on this boat and escaping, and the Joker truck, which is the only recognizable truck, really, shows up at the end, which Emilio then fires a grenade, a rocket launcher out, and it blows it up. But that would mean something if that truck was 
overtly the, the meanest truck. Like, if the truck, if that was, in my opinion, it would be like, let's have that place being taken over just by one truck, one giant Mack truck, mm-hmm. and maybe the gun truck, and that's it. And then the end would have some sort of closure because, like, oh, he killed the bad guy. But, but then we would have missed out on that funny scene where all that toilet paper got blown up. Oh, you're right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> By the way, that, in that scene, that the, the truck with the face on it snuck up on a guy. <laughs> a Mac, a 16-wheeler. <laughs> snuck up on a guy. By the I'm way, gonna I'll be <laughs> real quiet as a giant truck. Got that Prius engine in it. Um, <laughs> by the way, when they do go inside that truck, I guess the driver just has a jack-in-the-box on the inside. That doesn't make any sense. Steven, I just saw in the script, there's behind the driver of this uh, 18-wheeler is a jack-in-the-box? Yeah. Yep. Uh, why? Because why? the toy company makes this famous jack-in-the-box. Sure. So he'd keep one back there where he sleeps. But it's like built into the structure. Normally where he sleeps, built into it is a jack-in-the-box? And I want to build up a lot of suspense to pulling back the curtain, but I want the curtain so sheer that we can see it. Before he pulls it back. The, How am I doing, guys? How am I doing? Am I doing a good job directing Be this honest, movie? am I being a good director right now? Um, I know I disappeared for a week, but... But I got some big ideas since I got back. Let's, let's Which one is this? Is this uh, Charlie Sheen or the other one? It's the other one? Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I want to take a look. I want to come to the audience in a second, but I want to take a look at the final text here, which is um, they escape on the boat. And it says, two days after, a large UFO was destroyed in space by a Russian, in quotes, weather satellite, which happened to be equipped with a laser cannon and class four nuclear missiles. Approximately six days later, the Earth passed beyond the tail of Rhea M, exactly as predicted. The survivors of the Dixie Boy are still survivors. So wait a second. The events of this movie are only two days long? I guess. No. Wow. No. Because six days later, right? Wasn't it eight days total? Two days after. Well, two days after. Two days oh, after. Oh boy, this. math. Okay. Math. We, we are officially working suit. harder on this than Stephen uh. King did. <laughs> okay, yeah, so the comet would be there for eight, eight days, days, five hours, twenty-nine minutes. So they escaped, seconds. and six days later, so two days. This whole movie takes place over two days. But no less than that. This movie, because are they? They're saying that two days after they got on the boat, that yes. the UFO no, was destroyed. Days after they no, got no, on no. The boat. Two days, Two days after. after they got the on UFO, the boat, yes. the UFO happened. And then six days after that, that's eight days. I think, I think we're uncovering why he put the word approximately in there. <laughs> he was like, ah, fuck it, I don't know. Just say approximately. Time is going. Time, time, this time, time passes. He, he was pretty specific with the time in the first card. Down to the seconds. <laughs> Well, again, I want to break this down bit by bit. Two days after, a large UFO was destroyed in space 
by a Russian weather satellite, in quotes, which happened to be a, equipped with a laser cannon and class four nuclear missiles. All right. Oh, so he's this saying, is some real Cold War shit, too. Right. So he's saying that this weather satellite is actually like a Star Wars-esque Like a weapon program, system. And it destroyed a UFO. Now, is the UFO with aliens... And are they controlling the comet? How are you just now comet. introducing a UFO <laughs> in the closing car, uh, 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 title card? Or whatever this is. And in the same sentence, uh, positing to us that there are Russian satellites equipped with nuclear weapons. Yes. That's a big part of the story. Yeah. Huge. Who's controlling that satellite? I would have liked to have seen the Russians in this movie. Well, well then, it's a machine. So now, I don't know. I don't Is this know. an insurrection amongst wow. their own machines? Well, that, like, that, that's what I can't figure out. Is the UFO a part of this? Is that a byproduct of this? Is this just a coincidence? And then it well, says... Well, I don't prop- think it was a coincidence. What's that? You think it's a coincidence? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> Woody, I, I'm being serious... And I'm not trying to June you. I'm just saying, what do you think happened here? Because I don't know. Are they saying that the, the weather satellite acted like these trucks and mistakenly killed their master? Or wow. are we saying that the Russians hit a button and then did it? Because I'm thinking that they killed its master. And, but then it doesn't make sense because... Wait, you I, think the machines revolted against themselves? By accident. By accident. Oh, oh. Because they thought all... they were controlling a weather satellite, but it was actually a Star Wars weapon, and it killed the leaders. No, that can't be true, because there's no way... that The machines never started killing other machines. So that machine, that weather satellite wouldn't just start shooting at a UFO, because a UFO would look like a machine. I'm sure this is all made clear in the uncut version. <laughs> well, then, so now if that was the only, <laughs> if that was the only part of the end text, I'd be okay with it. What I'm confused by is the next part, which is approximately six days later, the Earth passed beyond the tail of Rhea M, exactly as predicted. So... Is that what was responsible for it? Yeah, because now these are seems, two different things we're talking that about. That seems to be saying that, yes, the comet's tail did this, but then the UFOs, now I'm inclined to believe the USO, the UFO was there coincidentally <laughs> and, was like, and was like, whoa, will you look at this shit? This shit's going crazy. Uh-oh, what's that thing over there? Uh-oh. Why, why don't... Why don't we believe that the aliens aboard the UFO are, are controlling the comet? The aliens, wow. Yeah. Wow. The aliens sent the comet knowing that the comet has the capacity well, to control the machines. That's what I thought. To allow them to control the machines. Well, but, but then why is the UFO destroyed? But there is some Be- sense well, of sentience. There's some sense of sentience amongst the machines. So there must be a higher power, a, a, a god, or, a, or an intelligent design, or something, right? That is giving them Morse code? Let, that me, is... let me try this on. The satellites. The Russian satellites? Yes. It's being that it's perhaps, perhaps it is above where the comet went. And so, therefore, it's immune to this machine business. Okay. Because okay. it's not part of the gravitational pull. Go right. on. Okay. Go on. 
and the Russians are hunkered down in the Kremlin going, what the fuck are we going to do about this? They, they figure out the problem. First. And they say, well, we've got So a- this is a pro-Russian <laughs> movie. This is a movie in which the Reds are heroes. What I'm saying is the KGB came to the rescue in this movie and used one of their quote-unquote weather satellites to well, shoot down the but UFO. But how would their equipment even work because the machines have controlled that equipment? Because it's above the ground. No, 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 no. But you're saying no, their no, machines no, that communicate press... with the weather That's satellite. That's what I'm saying. Like, how are those yeah. working? Somebody, somebody just they hypothesized that they don't speak Russian. I mean, this is really... These are... This is... A degree of analysis that I am 100% certain has never been applied to this movie, even by the people that made it. And, and then finally, this last line, the survivors of the Dixie Bay the Dixie are Bay. still survivors. So they're immortal. <laughs> so they... These events have made them immortal. They have survived everything. They're and, Highlanders. So they lived on... But I guess what I'm unclear about is, so everything went back to normal after six days? Did they stay? I don't know. Because what the second paragraph hypothesizes is, as as predicted, then it wasn't like the aliens were going to take over. It was just the six days. By the way, as predicted by the first title card. There's no scientists in this movie. The only person that seems to know anything about the fucking comet is a road twitch. Which, forgive me. Maybe twitch means scientists. Which, (laughs) forgive me, but I'm not going to trust a road twitch vis-a-vis astrophysics. Give me a Neil deGrasse Tyson, not a road twitch. Although next season of Cosmos is hosted by a road twitch. And I'm your host, Road Twitch. Um, before we go into the crowd, well, you know what? No, I'll go into the crowd. I want to, the first question I want to ask the crowd has anyone read this short story that can help shed some light on this movie? The, the, I, I, I think you might have had some people with the first part of that question. <laughs> did, did, did you read the story? story? Yeah. You have. Do, can you explain anything that is left out? There's a, hold on, I'm going to get a mic to you. There's no comet. Yeah, there's no comet story. It just opens on this gas station, and they're surrounded by trucks. There's no weapons they can fight back with. There is still the Morse code scene. Okay. Uh, and, so but, why are the machines behaving this way? Uh, <laughs> no explanation? They, I mean, sto- spoilers for the short story. Uh-oh, hang on. <laughs> Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't whoa, whoa, fuck guy. us. Don't fuck us. Guy, man. guy, I'm two pages in. Guy, come on. <laughs> it's a three-page short story. Wait, wait. Are you being serious? It's a three-page short story? It's very short. Stephen I- King's an asshole. <laughs> this is one of Stephen King's best pamphlets. This is a Bazooka Joe rapper. All right. So, uh, yes, go ahead. It it ends with the main character speculating that the factories are still going to keep producing new trucks. 
because he's thinking, oh, everything's going to rust and we'll finally be free. But then they'll start paying, paving over swamps. They'll pave over the ocean. It just, it's a really... Are they going to pave end. paradise and put up a parking lot? <laughs> so, in the... Well, that's amazing. In, in, that, in that version... Wow. wow, geez. In that version, the trucks don't need humans to pump gas because they can make their own trucks and do everything. I'm going to give you... what. There's still... There's the pumping gas scene. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you a big comic book. You can read that and enjoy it. All right. Let's get to some correct, uh, things that we might have missed. Who has a question? Anything at all? Anybody have a question? All right, great. Great. Over here. Uh, sir, your name, what you would have called this movie, and your question. Here we go. My name is Ryan. Um, I would probably go with something along the lines of, like, Skynet. Okay. The machines are fighting back. Sure. Got it. Steal uh, from Terminator. Yeah. Um, my question is, at the end of the movie, when they're leaving and the trucks go nuts and decide to finally drive in, which they should have done a long time ago, and they're blowing everything up, why is the bulldozer just repeatedly driving over that one car? Like, is it really pissed off at that car? It's a slower, it's a slower machine. Is that, is that, I don't know. Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Bulldozer why, hates that point. car. Yeah. Why is it only driving over one? Why does it only have a vendetta on Bubba's car? They have, a, they have an old beef. <laughs> and, and arguably, Bubba's car is on their side. I think in the world of sentient cars, bulldozers are kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> they do, they're dumb and they hate kids. All right, sir, your name, your movie title, and your question, go. My name is Jordan. Uh, my movie title is Pork and Torque. Like it. Like it a lot. And my question is, did you guys draw any correlations between Tremors and this movie? Ooh, interesting. No. Tremors. How, how, did you? Be, did you? <laughs> Fuck yeah. You, your question might as well have been, I'd like to talk about Tremors. <laughs> Tell us succinctly... Your issue. My only issue is that Kevin Bacon's not playing the Emilio Estevez character. So it's the exact same movie with giant snakes? Yes. Worms. Aren't they worms? You get a sticker for that. Yeah. All right, there you go. Enjoy it. We'll have to watch yeah, there's Tremors. similarities, but Tremors was a, a good movie. Yes, your name, your title for your movie, and your question. Uh, my name is Nick. I would call it Pure Uncut. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Double meaning. Because uh, nobody is circumcised in the movie. <laughs> That's why I got the X rating. Yep. That's what Stephen King meant. He's like, I want all uncircumcised dongs in this movie. So we, we kind of assume, or at least I assume from that end card, that at some point Dino DeLarentris was like, Steve, I love you. I love doing coke with you. We can't shoot a UFO blowing up. The set. We can't do that. What else do you think they put the kibosh on? Because it seemed like with the goblin truck, it's like full of toys, and you're like, oh man, when those toys get out of that truck, crazy oh, stuff's gonna happen. So what, what else were they like, we can't do it, Steve? So. Oh, that's interesting. What else, you get some stickers too. What, uh, what else could they have done? I mean, again, what's a machine? I don't they know. They didn't do much with that plane. That plane flew by the kid. <laughs> what? 
Yes, it is a North by Northwest reference, yes. We later saw a plane. There was okay. a plane sticking out of a truck, and it was one of those shots. It's just they, they just passed by a, a plane sticking out of a truck, out of a school bus, and just lingered on the shot for a real long time. Just like, fuck it, we spent all that money to put a goddamn tra- plane in a school bus. I kind of disagree with our friend who just asked the question. I don't, I think everything he wanted is on screen. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't reek of, it doesn't reek of incompletion. It kind of feels like, yeah, I did it. I bet I you, got... I bet you he would have liked a few more squibs. <laughs> when people get killed in this movie, it is a ketchup explosion. It yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah. I think the one thing he cut out, which he has said he cut out, was at the end there was five minutes of Stephen King high fiving everyone in the movie. <laughs> and just being like, we fucking did it. Fuck yeah. The credits, the credits were him just high fiving everyone with their title underneath. That would have been amazing. Uh, yes. Um, your question, your name of the movie, or your name, your name of the movie, and your question. Uh, my name's Jesse. Uh, my name of the movie is Medium Underdrive. And I just... <laughs> at, the, at the beginning, we kind of see that Emilio Estevez is a criminal, and so is everyone else who works there, but we don't know why. So that road twitch could be coming into a whole place of rapists, for all we know. We have no idea. Well, there are some people who have one star, which means they're on parole. And there's two people... Some people have two stars, which I don't know what that means. It's their second parole? She's, yeah. Well, keep in mind, the Bible salesman, this is a real Stephen King, like, fuck religion. The Bible salesman is a straight-up molester. Yeah. Well, he gets, you know, he really gets slammed by the road twitch when she goes, eat my shorts. Yep. And then that's a Simpsons connection. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, and Yardley Smith was like, hmm, eat my shorts. <laughs> I'm going to tell that to Nancy Cartwright. <laughs> I think two stars on your time card means you're on parole and a military general. <laughs> but do we ever find out why Emilio Estevez went to jail? No. Yeah, he was robbing, um, he was robbing a place. He was stealing then, bread like John And Jean remember Belgeon? the police shined a light on him and he was like... Oh, okay. And they make fun of him for being like an idiot robber. All right, I see somebody here in a Mastodon shirt and I'm going to ask you, sir, um, your name, your title, and your question. Uh, my name's Adam. My title is uh, Google Car the Movie. Love it. And uh, speaking of Yardley Smith and her husband, baby Timothy Busfield, do you think that he kidnapped her, forced him to marry her, and she has Stockholm Syndrome? So you're, you're, you're positing a Badlands scenario? Oh, yeah. There is something very wrong about their relationship. Well... <laughs> One thing that's sort of unexamined is, you know, why, why is their car not affected by this? And, uh, he could be know. an alien. Ooh, wow. And, and that's he how he's appear... getting her pregnant with his fingers? <laughs> Was he putting he microchips so up her vagina? He appears older than her. He's what? He appears to be so much older than her. She does look very, and act very young. Is it a Lolita situation? Is this like... Yep, it is. <laughs> this is a very thinly veiled Lolita Humbert Humbert situation. Um, all right, your name, your movie title, and your question. Uh, my name is Liz. The movie title is Transformers 4, Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> and 
the question is, so they have a grenade launcher that they fire at a select few trucks. Why don't they fire the grenade launcher at the trucks and then get out? Well, that's a great question. Yeah, they also have grenades. They have tons of stuff that they could blow up all the trucks with. And it is unclear to me why they don't, and instead why they just fill those trucks up with gas. Well, because the gun's on them. The gun is slowly on them. But if you push it real quick, uh, it'll get here's, here's how to fix that. Yeah. Pin, grenade, roll under machine gun truck. Kablam. All right, I have a question over here in your the Your question is unanswerable. <laughs> your question, your name, your uh, title, and your question. Hi, um, I'm Megan. The machines are here. <laughs> um, my title would be You're an Asshole. Um, hey, man, be cool. The title, <laughs> the title of the bank that, in the beginning. Um, and my question is, uh, I was very upset that Emilio Estevez and the road twitch got to have the bed in this weird truck stop, like road stop, that was also a motel that had showers and that weird bathroom scene. Uh, and I'm just wondering why the boss seemingly had to sleep in the restaurant and then also woke up with the waitress who, she was buttoning herself up as if they slept together even though she was with one of the truckers that got killed, I don't know what's on. I think it's the end of the world and people are just hardcore boning, right? I mean, that was a, well, yeah, but, but I, I mean, think, like, Barrel guy get the bed, the one bed. Yeah, and I would think that married couple on their first night of marriage, you know, is deserving of a bed. Who has a good, uh, a really good question? They believe in their question. Real, oh, this guy right here. I, I, I take the waving of the hand. All right, here you go. What is your question? Your name, your title, and your question. Um, my name is Maxwell, and it would be um, obtuse overdose. Ooh. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Hi. Jason. June. Daily. You guys are hilarious. You're doing a good job. Um, Thank you. It's that Andrew. means everything. <laughs> these are, these are Do you think we're doing this for you? They're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. These are great. This is fucking You're great. having fun? Here's your question. Go. Okay, mainly June. Um, Remember, what? you told us this would be good. It's good. It's good. So I, far, I, it's I terrible. Just, <laughs> I want to get to all of you. I just wanted to know what your favorite death was in the montage when the kid, the sprinkler montage when the kid's driving down uh, the street on his bike, which has the illest music cue in the whole movie. So I don't know if like the dog or the hair drug. All right, so what is everyone's favorite death? I'm gonna say death by Walkman. I liked the lawnmower. I liked the lawnmower as a threat, because it was slow. <laughs> so like, I couldn't understand why the person had been killed by it. I think I liked the blow dryer, ultimately. I've already said I like that dog eating that ambulance to death. <laughs> but I want to give a special shout out in that scene to the fact that that kid doesn't give a shit about any of it. <laughs> He's riding around on his bike going, oh yeah, everybody got killed. By the somewhere. way, the way they reveal the news of his father's death <laughs> Emilio on the road twitch, like, refuse, just refuse to tell yep, him. Don't right. tell him. And, and don't want anyone telling him, as though that's going to make it any easier when he finds out his father's dead. Yeah, and when he arrives in the truck stop, there's, I mean, what, a baker's dozen people there. And he's and asked over and over, where's where, is my, my dad? Is my dad okay? Where's my dad? Nobody answers. And Bubba's like, oh, he's fucking straight up dead, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's like Deadsville, USA. Bubba, not great bedside manners, but a forthright so guy. He's got the information out. 
<laughs> All right, sir, your name, your uh, title, and your question. All right, I'm Charlie. I would call this Mad Max Fury Road Twitch. And uh, <laughs> do you think Vince Gilligan was inspired by this movie when he was making the Breaking Bad season finale with that automatic machine gun killing everybody? From the car. Oh, wow. Spoilers the for car. Breaking Bad. <laughs> well, wow. I mean, that's... That would be a humiliating thing for Vince Gilligan to have to admit. The whole Breaking Bad was leading up to his homage to Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> it wasn't about the meth, it was about that machine gun car. Um, yes. <laughs> to answer that question, please put your hands together for Vince Gilligan. Obviously, we had an opinion about this movie, but there are people out there that have a differing opinion. It is now time for Second Opinions. Second Opinions. You know how we do it now at the live shows. Uh, we don't play a theme song. You guys sing your own theme song. So let's hear it from the audience. Your interpretation of the Second Opinions theme. One, two, three, go. And great. Next time, I, just elect a spokesman <laughs> to really do it justice. There was something terrifying about that. <laughs> All right, these are five-star five star reviews called from Amazon. This one um, right here. Best movie ever. I can watch this movie all the time. If you like machines or work on them, you will like it. Five stars. Title of that review, love it. <laughs> it was fun to watch again with my grandkids and see what they thought of it when their parents watched it. People should just watch it to remember the past and how things have changed and the world, <laughs> the world is different. Title of that review is fun to watch and remember. Five stars. I can think of at least one other movie that was made in the past. <laughs> this one simply, by night, uh, by night Town. If you like ACDC and trucks, you'll love this movie. Five stars. Not untrue. By Jillian, this movie used to terrify me as a child, mainly because my father was a semi-truck driver and I was often around semis. It's a great movie. I loved it even though I was terrified. And I still love it to this day. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a cry for help. <laughs> I don't think this is real, but I want to read it. Um, this is by Zombie X. Zombie X writes, I just got out of jail for vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> And this movie really relates to me. I think Stephen King got it right. And it really makes you want to get in your Mack truck and run people over. So if you feel the need to see some census violence, V-I-L-E-N-C-E, -E, grab this movie and go crazy three Zs. Five stars. I don't think that's real. Finally, we'll end on this one. This is my most favorite movie. I especially 
E-X-P-E-S-A-L-Y. I especially like semi especially. I especially like semi trucks. I like the Green Goblin truck. I had me scared to death. If in capital you like this movie, email me at tag88 at buysville.net. Five stars. I'm going to say his uh, inbox has not been flooded with emails. <laughs> well, that is Maximum Overdrive. Is there anything that we missed that we did not speak about? Anything that you guys feel like uh, worthy of talking about? Ooh, the bridge scene, the, the bridge bathroom scene. in the scene. beginning. Wow, well, I didn't ask you. I'm asking them. There's a lot. Clearly. There's lot a of, lot. lot of I mean, stuff. There were people just killed by watermelons in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Watermelons, watermelons and machines. Not machines. <laughs> <laughs> that mach- that bridge opening up is so slow. So it's slow. Like, when yeah. that biker falls into the water, I'm like, that's like a ride at like like a Six Flags. Or yeah, something. And somebody somebody slides down the bridge like the bridge is that all guy, the way yeah. up. And meanwhile, the truck is still on the middle of the two. Yeah, it's Makes like no only this far up. I just couldn't get over the ACDC van. That was all I cared about in that scene. Just out solving mysteries. <laughs> Um, we di- I have not mentioned the, I would say, rather offensive black character in the arcade. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about I got that. A clip. I don't know if we want to get into it, but um, it's what, pretty, rough, a- pretty rough stuff. Let's uh, take a look at uh, the Yo Mama scene. <laughs> um, this is a, a character who finds himself really uh, getting lucky when the cigarette machine starts spitting out cigarettes and the yeah. machine starts spitting out coins. He loads himself up. Uh, with full of cigarettes and coins, and we get this. First of all, it's just yeah. Oh, pinball! Your mom. He's watching a pinball machine um, explode, and he then he curses out the pinball machine. Then coffee starts flying at him. I'm not sure what made the glass break. Yeah, I don't know what made the glass break. And then he starts staring into a computer screen, a video game screen, he gets electrocuted. Now, what's interesting about that is that seems like the machines are more than sentient. Yeah. yeah. The fact that he's getting electrocuted is interesting. And the machines are playing like weird images and stuff like that? That he's getting sucked into. But that doesn't happen any other place. And that's the opening scene. But maybe it's because the video game is called Star Castle and it's like the aliens and the UFOs are really, I don't know. You're not, you're not even going to finish I'm that? Not, I'm done. I'm just aboard it. Gonna, not even going to the rest of that? I think in the truest form, that's probably the best way to end. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving a lot of things hanging. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. That's a whole different movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not that good. Anything else, Andy? Um, there was something else I wanted to. Uh, oh, I just uh, I wanted to talk about the farting scene, but oh, people, you can talk about that amongst yourselves with your family. That was one of the I most disgusting scenes. That. It really was of all time. Wet shits. No, 
in an exposition scene. No. And I don't even think they were explaining anything of note. No. And those those fart sounds, like, uh, those those weren't fun fart sounds. No. You know what I mean? Like, they were disgusting. They were all too real. Sometimes, sometimes when you, when you read uh, Stephen King in EW, he'll get really behind something that has, like, you're like, wait, this is kind of really smart guy likes this? Like, weird thing? You know, it's like, he'll just be really into, I, I can't even think of anything that, that he would like, that, that, that is uh, worthy of ire, but he likes something really shitty, and I feel like that is something he found to be very funny. Yeah. He's like, oh, and it's just farting the entire, wetter, juicier farts. Yeah. Like, that's a real director's moment right there. Wet, juicy farts. <laughs> Stephen King does it again, the master of fart and fart noises. Um... In uh, let's talk theaters ab- this summer, wet, juicy farts by Stephen uh, King. Is that guy's colon a machine? <laughs> <laughs> I urge you all to check out uh, Blake's article on Slash Film. It'll be up today. You can check it out on SlashFilm.com. It's amazing. He interviewed many people involved in this film, and uh, the stories are mind-blowing. Uh, up there with Theodore Rex. Um, Andy, your show is uh, is on currently right now on uh, the Comedy Central. Thursdays at ten on Comedy Central. Yeah. It's, it is a great it's a beloved time show. Slot. It's a beloved show. I feel like yeah. it has been uh, this season uh, even better than the first, and the first is already great. And uh, and I, I'm, I'm so excited to watch more and see what happens. Cool. Yeah. It's. Uh, I, I actually believe I don't know when this will air, but in my opinion, episodes five through eight are the hot. Hot streak. That's the hot. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to be definitely in the five through eight. I, I, I will. I guarantee. All right. Cool. That. I'm excited. Um, Jason, anything? Um, uh, yeah, I'll be in a. I'm, I'm in a movie called Sleeping with Other People that comes out September 11th. Uh, so please go see that uh, if you get a chance. Uh, remember, it comes out September 11th. You <laughs> just never forget. That's when the movie comes out. June, got to talk soon? to the marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could check out Grace and Frankie, still on Netflix, still streaming. <laughs> streaming over there. It's always streaming on Netflix. Always streaming. Never not <laughs> streaming. And um, you can check out Crash Test. Uh, me, Rob Hubel, on a bus with an audience going around. Andy Daly actually plays the voice of the bus, uh, Bussy. A machine. Uh, <laughs> You can check it out on Vimeo. Uh, and also, if you at home, not here in the audience, thought that we missed anything, leave us a correction and omission in our Earwolf message boards. A big thanks to Nate Kylie. A big thanks to Avril Halley. A big thanks to Cody up in the booth. big thanks to Alec up in the booth. Everybody at Earwolf, thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>